You're listening to The Big Show with George Russick and Matty Rose on Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Hour number three. Big Show, Russick and Rose. Sportsnet 960, The Fan, live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio, bottom of the hour. We'll do our locks of the day. And I'll give you some comparable, a comparable on Lamar Jackson's playoff history. Spoiler, it ain't good. We'll do that to wrap up the show. Oh, no. It's not good. Oh, no. Uh, but right now, uh, it's been a minute. MLB NHL Network. He's uh, the host of the Cinephile Podcast on the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar Guest Hotline. We say good morning to Adnan Verk. Hello, sir. How are you? George, Matty, great to be with you guys. Happy New Year. Oh, Happy New Year. Oh, Mr. Oh, buddy. I, I love the Happy New Year in the end of the month. I like it. <laughs> Larry David would be really mad at you right now. Be very mad. That's at you why right I wanted now. to throw out to you guys. Kirby Enthusiasm yes. returning on Sunday. I love it. And I rewatched one of the funniest episodes ever, Palestinian Chicken, which clearly, judging oh. by world events, will not be airing anytime soon. Yeah. Remains an incredible episode. <laughs> and I thought about the whole. Uh, yeah. I thought about the whole Happy New Year thing because he gets. Through, I think the cutoff date for him is like January 10th. Yeah. So I said, you know what? I'm going to go right to the end of the month. So we had a couple days left in January. Yeah. Had to get it in with you guys. Good for you. Uh, I don't know if you saw the one, the newest season with the watermelon and the cloak. Like to me, <laughs> I haven't seen it yet. You, no. you need That's to see funny. that one. To me, it's the greatest sitcom episode I've ever watched. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 I, I think it's funny. I think um, Variety or Hollywood Reporter had their greatest shows of all time released, and Curve, I don't think, made the top 50. And I was outraged. I said, you know like, what? Are you like, I, I, I'm all for, I, yeah, yeah I like, I'm all for I Love Lucy, and uh, I appreciate the great classics, and of course, The Sopranos, my favorite drama, but like, Kirby enthusiasm, pound for pound. I'm astonished I've ever met anybody who hasn't seen it, who hasn't thinks it's brilliant. I'm with you completely, George. Yeah, it's it's awesome. And some of just the just sheer awkwardness is just incredible oh. of that show. And like, uh, it's it's just so good. I'm looking forward to the new season. And I, and I, I need to know why he's wearing those weird glasses. And eventually, we'll see it. <laughs> we'll see it. Coming is he going to be an alien? Is he going yeah, to die? Know, like, something, oh, something's going on that with that. Trailer was weird, man. And. and uh, <laughs> And we'll figure it out. Um, you want to do uh, Blue Jays news first? Yeah, let's do Blue Jays news, and then we'll talk some Oscars. So Justin Turner's a Toronto Blue Jay. Yeah. Yeah, this if this isn't what I was expecting when I said, okay, the Jays are going to make some moves, right? They're in the mix for Otani. Justin Turner, 39 years of age. Uh, but I'll split it this way. He did have a very good season, the Boston Red Sox. He cooled off in September. But in those summer months, he had like a 9.13 OPS and was hitting the ball over 300. For the season, I was stunned. He drove in 96. Like, that's pretty crazy that at his age, he had 96 RBI, had 23 home runs. Now, I don't expect him to replicate that, hit 276, around 350 on base. But I would expect him, listen, if he can be a 20-homer guy and drive in 80, that, that's a pretty good bat. The problem is this. You know, the first thought was, oh, so he replaces Justin Turner. But, but no, no, he doesn't. Because he played like seven games at third base, and by all metrics, he's a well below average third baseman. So I, I really hope the Blue Jays' plan is not to have him as everyday third baseman. I don't think it is. I think he's primarily a DH, and then maybe he'll fill in here and there. But, of course, the, the domino effect is what does this mean for Matt Chapman? And our buddy John Morosi was saying, well, you know, the Cubs are really targeting him. I believe the Giants as well. So that, that's my only thing is if somebody says to me, well, Turner's replacing Chapman, I'm like, well, that's not good because the defense of Chapman's is elite. And Turner's is below average. But as a hitter, yeah, he's a good hitter, and he will help an offense that could use some more power. He could also hit lefties, which is which is a plus. Speaking of lefties, Adnan, um, I know that Ross and Mark maybe have this 
maybe there's a um, perception with the fan base that they come across as, you know, the smartest guys in the room. How haven't they figured out to put a GD left-handed power bat in this lineup? Everybody knows that's what they've needed for years here, Adnan. What's the holdup? What is the issue? Everyone knows they need to put it right in near the top of the lineup. Springer, bow, power left-handed bat, put Vladdy. Boom. There you go. There's your top four. What's the holdup here, Adnan? It is so incredibly frustrating. How has the front office not solved this yet? And to your point, George, it's staring you right in the face with Cody Bellinger. Left-handed power bat, had three down seasons for a former MVP, rookie of the year, but then he bounced back. His shoulder was fixed. The guy was unbelievable last season. Hit 306, uh, 27 home runs, almost 100 RBI. So, like, if you're saying to yourself, hang on, those are numbers in Chicago, which sometimes the wind is blowing in, sometimes it's blowing out, depends how it goes, but you put him in Toronto and you feel like that's 330 to 100. Let's sign him up. Like, Bellinger's great. He's 29 years of age. He'll give you five great seasons. Away we go. And, of course, the, the problem becomes money because – you know, Bellinger played this past season, like, you know, basically the Cubs took a flyer on him, right? Like, he'd been so down with the Dodgers with injuries and just dismal performance. I mean, he had 165 one year. It was atrocious. But to have him bounce back the way he did, it's all right. Now let's sign him up and get it done. But I think the fair deal is five years for $25 million a year because he got 19.3, whatever it was, to give him a nice little raise, 20% raise, five for 125. But Scott Boris said, no way. I've heard of the contract that he was asking for, allegedly. It's like seven years, 210. Somebody threw it 10 years, 240. That's insane. I'm not paying that for Cody Bellinger, but I like the guy. I think he's great. He's a good dude. He can hit. He's certainly, I think, is back in many ways. But that's a lot of money. That's a lot to bank on after one great bounce back season, but after three subpar years. So I think Bellinger is the one that makes the most sense. There's no question about it. Maybe there's some middle ground, right? If five for 125 is a fair deal, and their camp wants seven to 210, why can't we get six for 160? And get this deal done. Spring training is just a couple weeks away from pitchers and catchers reporting. And as you said, George, it's been an issue for years. Left-handed power bat. They thought they were getting that with Varsho, right? That's why they made that deal. Ugh. And instead, he was, a, he was a real disappointment offensively. As good as he is defensively, blah, 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 metrics, defending a war. We got all that. Defensive <laughs> run safe. Cool. Thanks. Sure. But, bottom line is, Moreno looks like an all-star catcher for years. And Guriel was an all-star. So that trade didn't work out. They thought that's what they were getting with Varsho. Go get Bellinger and get it done. All roads lead to Joey Votto, don't they? <laughs> yeah, that's where it's funny because I love Votto again, but his, his numbers, I mean, God, it was, now he did still have some power, but yeah. really went down as far as average is concerned. Now, we all know Joey is more about, you know, working walks, et cetera, but even then, it's not like he's the 400 on base machine he always was. Like at this point, he's, who knows how much he has left in the tank. I love the guy. He's a, he's a future Hall of Famer. He's a Canadian Hall of Famer. But again, if you just stand to yourself, Hey, Justin Turner at 39 and Joey Votto at 40 are going to carry this Jays offense. That's uh, that feels like a reach to me. What do you think about the rest of the division? Have are the Jays going to? Well, listen. Do they have to keep adding if they're going to keep up with some of these other teams in the division? I think so, Maddie. Like I, I think overall, you look at these teams and the Yankees, the the big winners without without question, by getting Juan Soto. I mean, he's a he's a transcendent player, and I was tough on him the first month of the year because he was struggling. And I, was making fun of him, calling him one so-so and having fun at his expense. But I'm like, that's pretty good. good. Nice job. Very good. I appreciate it. Worked hard on that one. But I looked I like at his numbers the end of the year. I go, this guy's unbelievable. Like, he has a 400 on base, 500 slug, 900 OPS. Like, he's a top 10 hitter in baseball. He's a top five left-handed hitter in baseball. There's no question about it. And you pair him with Judge, and, like, that's a formidable one, two, or two, three, however they're on the lineup. They also want to get Marcus Stroman, of course, our former Blue Jay, who is mercurial, 
at hmm. all times, but I think he can also be very effective. A great ground ball pitcher, especially at Yankee Stadium. So New York, to me, makes improvements by getting both those guys. They're an 82-win team. Maybe now they're 87, 88 wins. Orioles, great young core, and they're going to be calling up Jackson Holiday. Matt Holiday's kid is a number one prospect in baseball. He's supposed to be another can't-miss stud. So that could be interesting. The Rays, you always ignore them, and somehow they win 90, 95 games. So the only team that really is intending is the Red Sox. So the Jays can at least pat themselves on the back and go, well, you know, it's not like they've done anything, but Toronto wants to do better than fourth in the division. So I think right now, if you looked at it, if you're, if you're prognosticating and forecasting, the Jays look like third in the East. I, don't, I do not see them being better than the Orioles and the Rays as presently constituted. And I don't know if the Yankees may still have a move or two up their, up their sleeve as well. Adnan Verk, uh, MLB NHL Network, Cinephile Podcast, joining us here on the Atlas Beats and Sports Podcast Hotline, Big Show, Russick and Rose, 960 The Fan. Um, there, there's many reasons to detest social media, Adnan, but the <laughs> photo of uh, Alec Manoa doing like a, a deadlift, and it's like, look how in shape he is. He's in shape. But what about yeah. the haircut? Yeah, no, the, the, the haircut's <laughs> fine, but he looks like in shape. I love, Adnan, that we're giving credit to professional athletes for getting into shape. That's what he's supposed to do, Adnan. He's supposed to be in shape. It's not really a question. It's more of a statement. No, you're, you're 100% right, George, and I back you up fully on this many reasons to detest social media. A- amen on that. If one day we can get out of this hell of being on social media, I'm with you. But, uh, yeah, I, you know, that, and that's the issue of social media. Like, so my cousin, who's remarkably uh, unattached to social media, and he's younger than me. He's like 35. He's like, oh, I can't say I don't do anything. But I'm like, really? Because he goes, all this is bragging. I'm like, yeah. He goes, all this is just showing off. That's all social media is. And to your point, that's what Manoa is doing. I'm like, well, hang on a second, dude. Like, you look to be an absolute stud, all-star, and all the rest of it. Then you have a disastrous season, and all of a sudden you, you can lift. Like, okay, cool. Like, by the way, he was being criticized previously for not being in shape and was very sensitive about it. So now all of a sudden, well, that, that was true then. Like, you did need to get into better shape. Like, I don't get it. Like, before it was, yeah. no, I'm perfectly fine. This is, you know, body shaming or whatever. It's fat shaming. It's not fair. Okay. But now you are saying, look how great I look. So, by the way, if you start to slide the other way, can we go back to saying you're not in shape enough? Are you going to be offended by that? Is that okay? So, I, I don't know, man. But Noah's a real question mark because everyone knows oh, yeah. what kind of talent he is. And he is a good guy. We know that with the media, with, with the teammates. Everyone likes him. There's no question about it. But, yeah, it, it, it was a disaster what he did, which makes it even more shocking that the Jays pitching was that good without Manoa. Like, props to the rest of those guys for being that staunch, the likes of Barrios and Gosman, et cetera, um, to be that good without him. Because if, if he's there, you feel like he's, a, I mean, at this point, he's no longer an ace, maybe a number three, a number four, but it could be worse. So that's probably one of the biggest question marks around the Blue Jays. The left-handed power bat that we aforementioned and this offense getting better, and also what happens with Manoa. Because if he's good the first couple of months, maybe you flip him and go, all right, let's just get rid of him while we can. And if he, you really think he's back, maybe he becomes a cornerstone that you thought he was a couple mm. of years ago. My, my favorite story about that was when, remember when CeCe Sabathia got in super shape and then he yeah. completely lost it? And then he's like, guess what? I got to be a fat guy on the mountain again. That's where I'm, that's my jam. And then he turned back into CC Sabathia. And my favorite thing too right. is, I don't know if he still does. He used to eat a whole box of Captain Crunch cereal a day. Yes. Which is yeah. incredible. Yum. Like how, how damaged was the roof of his mouth from really hard Captain Crunch cereal at Dan? <laughs> yeah. Sabathia is a great guy. He's done some stuff with us at MLB Network. So I can tell you. There's no way he's eating a box of shell every day because he, he looks notoriously slimmer. Like oh, when, I, when he walked in, I was like, oh, this guy's dropped a lot of weight post-playing group, which, which doesn't often happen, right? Normally it goes the yeah. other way. Guys are big when they play them, they don't care. But he's, he's lost a lot of weight, you know, famously quit drinking a few years ago when he was still playing as well. So 
Uh, if he's having Captain Crunch, maybe it's an occasional cheat meal. Like it's a, okay. it's literally a couple of bowls on Sundays because I don't, I don't think he's having it every day. But you're right, I do remember that because you know, of course, CC stands for Karsten Charles, which made it was even funnier because the whole Captain Crunch thing. I'm like, oh, so he just he likes alliteration when it comes mm-hmm. to cereal, just like his first name. That's pretty cool. Could you eat a whole box of Captain Crunch in one sitting? No, it's funny you guys mentioned. I've tried to. Uh, I don't want to call it resolutions. I hate those two New Year's resolutions. Right. That's on my list of all the social media things that I hate. But um, I, I've tried to obliterate cereal. So I haven't had a bowl of cereal, I think, in, in quite some time. But if I do, um, Reese's Pops would be a weakness. You know, Cocoa Pops from my youth is pretty good. Mm. Was never a big Captain Crunch guy, but um, mm. an entire box. I mean, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, if I was hungry, and you guys put me to it. There's no question I could do it. Sure. Mm. Um, how much of the recipe of Count Chocula changed? Because you and I are around the same age. Like that milk was chocolate yeah. milk when you were done. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, well, that's a good point too. Like sometimes that happens. Like Mike Ruff and I have this conversation. Of course, former uh, Devils, uh, you know. Uh, Stanley Cup champion, he said to me when I was back in Canada last, because make sure you get me some Smarties. And I said, well, I've seen Smarties in America. He said, but they're not the same. Canadian yeah. Smarties are different than American Smarties. And he's yeah. right. And you're right about the cereal, because I remember Cocoa Puffs. I mean, Cocoa Puffs in America is definitely different than in Canada, because the, the one oh, yeah. that I remember from my youth in the 80s and 90s was outstanding. And the last time I had it a couple of years ago, I was like, eh, not the same thing. So I, I don't know what they've done with the chocolate, but I don't like it. I'm not in favor of it. Was there anything better getting a sticker out of a chip bag when you were a kid? <laughs> Sticker with chip bag's pretty good. I still like, you know, the gum out of a pack of cards. I mean, mm. oh, yeah. my buddy Scott McGowski is still an avid card collector, and, you know, he's always talking to me about how the card market is not what it once was, but rookies still command a lot, and, and he's always buying and selling. And I said, you know what? Unless they put the piece of gum back in the cards, I ain't buying. I'll pay $5 a pack if that's what it is, for an upper deck, clear, Donruss, whatever it is. But the pack of gum never tasted better when it came out. And then you were stuck with, like, you know, a bad pack of Stefan Riche and a bunch of, like, you know, peachy hockey cards. But it didn't matter. The gum made it worth it. When I was a kid, you could get, like, the game of life on PC in boxes of yes. cereal. That's what we were wow. getting in our gift, in wow. our cereal. <laughs> or who wants to be a millionaire? The game of life. Yeah, the game of life. Or Monopoly, but on a computer form. Yeah, but that's not yeah. fun. What are you talking about? Who wants to be a millionaire? Fun. One was very fun. Okay, millionaire is different. Yeah. But those board games, you got to have this. You got to spin the wheel for Game of Life. You got to yeah, throw yeah. the dice for Monopoly. Yeah, and you got to hustle your fun. family in deals. Yeah, yeah. And, and you building your hotels. That's yeah. part of the front. Tell Build me, the wool over. Add in. Is there anything better than now, eyes? For sure. Is there anything better than being the slumlord in Monopoly when you will Baltic, Mediterranean, and then like Oriental? I love ridiculous takes that you have. I love being the slumlord. Way. Oh, I love it. I, 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 my knowledge of U.S. geography grew up by leaps and bounds just from Monopoly. Like <laughs> yeah. I was, I was convinced that North Carolina was heaven. I'm like, this place is the best. I get that greenhouse, baby. Yeah, I'm all set. Yeah, yeah. Show me some Pacific Marvin Gardens, Avenue. baby. Oh, Marvin, yeah. Marvin Gardens, I love. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Listen, <laughs> right Kentucky on. and Indiana, right Where, around the corner. Where is Marvin tough spot? Gardens? Yeah. That's Atlantic spot. City. Oh, you have wow. a card thing, Patrick? Learn something new every day. Yeah, uh, Adnan, there's a talk, we were talking about that you just mentioned the Opeechee hockey cards. Uh, there's an unopened case of 1979 Opeechee hockey cards that may contain around 25 Gretzky rookie cards. Uh, it's being put up by auction by a Saskatchewan family. Uh, the bidding has already topped $1.125 million. Wow. I mean, 25 Gretzky rookies. I swear I had one that was non-mint condition. That was always the argument. Well, mine's is good to very good to get it graded. But this was like 20 years ago, and it was maybe at that time $1,000. So to think it's escalated that much, I mean, 25, you do the math. I mean, that's, that's like 20, 25000 a card, you're thinking. Oh. One in mint condition just recently sold for $3.75 million. 
<laughs> wow. Like, I remember the Hannes Wagner car. That was always right yeah. there. Oh, yeah. Crown Jewel. That sells for five or six million. But a Gretzky rookie, yeah. 3.7. That's insane. Wow. When, that's awesome. When Bruce McNall bought it before he went to the clink. Remember, he got one of those? That's right. Yes. <laughs> the Bruce McNall stories were great. I was like, oh, he's such a great guy. You know, he's runs the Argos. Absolute criminal. I mean, he's yeah. robbing people left and yeah. right. Lovely guy. I mean, Bruce will always pick up the check. That's the good thing about him. Yeah, because it wasn't his money. That was all right. <laughs> right. I want to ask you about the uh, the Oscar noms uh, with all the outrage surrounding Barbie. Are, are you on board or you're like, hey, it's the Oscars. Maybe they didn't give the best performances. Uh, yeah, I'm with the latter. I, I, I liked Barbie. I didn't love it. I gave it two and a half Maple Leafs. I have a four Maple Leaf ranking system, as you guys know. That means I think it's a good movie. I think it was a great movie. At no point while watching it did I say this should win Academy Awards. Uh, it was absolutely a cultural phenomenon. I love the message of feminism and the fact people enjoyed it. But no, I never once said to myself, this should sweep the Oscars. The film, of course, closest to my heart is Killers of the Flower Moon. I was thrilled that it got 10 Oscar nominations, including Scorsese sending a record. Most nominations for any director currently living. 10 nominations mm. as he ousts his boy Spielberg. I was annoyed DiCaprio was ignored, but thrilled that Bob De Niro, first nomination in 12 years, Lily Gladstone, first ever Native Actress nominated, and really happy for Paul Giamatti. He's long been one of my favorite actors. It's his first ever nomination for Best Actor for The Holdovers, which got five nominations, including Best Picture. But to circle back to Barbie, you know, Margaret Robbie still gets nominated because the film was up for Best Picture, and she's a producer, and Greta Gerwig still gets nominated because she co-wrote the screenplay, which she's got a good chance of winning as well. So there's all this outrage of, you know, it's a, it's a feminine movie, yet Gosling gets nominated. Well, no, the women are still involved, as is America Ferreira, who I don't think deserved a nomination, but she's up for Best Supporting Actress as well. So I get the optics of it. How can you have Barbie for Best Picture and the director and actress aren't nominated, but they are nominated, just in not a conventional sense. Uh, g- give me some sneaky underdog picks right now that I can put a bet on that potentially yeah. will, will, will <laughs> hit come Oscar night, Adnan. Well, the one that's the most interesting is going to be Best Actress because Picture and Director is a lock. That's Oppenheimer and Nolan. Um, actor, you know, the actor's an interesting one too, actually. I think Giamatti's got the edge right now, which is interesting. All along, Killian Murphy was thought to be the favorite. But if Giamatti wins the SAG Award, the Screen Actors Guild on February 24th, then he'll have the inside track there. Supporting actor Robert Denny Jr., pretty heavy favorite, and supporting actress feels like Divine Joy Randolph. But actress George is interesting because I thought it was going to be Lily Gladstone. She won the Golden Globe, but so did Emma Stone. And then Emma Stone won the Critics' Choice Award for Poor Things. So that's a really good race. Again, the SAG Award will help clean it up a little bit February 24th, but that kind of feels like a toss-up on the way it could go. Um, it, it's going to be tricky. Supporting actress also do sometimes changes, but Divine Joy Randolph of the Holdovers has been pretty strong so far. The Screenplay Awards original feels like Anatomy of a Fall or the Holdovers. An adapted screenplay, again, good race. That's going to be Nolan versus Gerwig. That's going to be truly Barbenheimer. They're competing mm. in the adapted screenplay category, and that one could go either way. But it'll be fun as we get close. You know, as you know, as a gambler, they, the, the, the trickier categories are the best live-action shorts. Like, if you can nail those categories, you get a pretty good chance of winning your pool. Or, or what about just betting all the money on whatever Pixar movie's up for the Oscar? Yeah, that's always an option as well. Although this year for animated feature, I would go with Spider-Man inside the Spider-Verse. Although mm. the boy in the Huron has got a decent chance of an upset. That's for Miyazaki, mm. great Japanese animator. He's been around a long time, so that's a pretty good two-horse race there as well. Yeah, I'm seeing uh, Giamatti, or Giamatti, pardon me, plus 190 for best Ooh. actor. That's a little bit of value. Pretty yeah, good that might be the pick right now. That's a good value pick because right now Murphy's the favorite, but I'm telling you, Giamatti's getting a little bit of momentum right now. So plus 190, put some money on Paul. Hey, uh, I've been doing this thing with the better half on Wednesdays where we watch movie nights. I have a uh, question if you could help me out picking the movie for tomorrow. Uh, where, how do you feel about Christian Bale? 
I like him. I mean, I think he's uh, a little look at me, Louie, which is a love chart term for a guy who likes to tell you how much of a yeah. you know, method actor he is and all the rest of it. Like, I'll give you honest. You know, he won the Oscar for The Fighter, and I didn't think that was one of his stronger performances. I thought he was really overacting, especially in some of the later scenes. I actually thought the rest of the cast was really good. Melissa Leo won the Oscar for Supporting Actress. Wahlberg, of course, was the only actor not nominated for the movie. But generally, I do like him. I mean, he's as great as Batman. Mm. I love him when he called the machinist. I mean, you may have seen Matty replace. You know, he lost like 40 pounds. The guy's already skinny to begin with, and he's like anemic in that movie, The Machinist, which I really enjoy. But yeah, I really like him. I think he's a good actor. He's just a little look at me, Louis. Like, I hated uh, American Hustle. I told everyone I thought that was a pale imitation of a Scorsese movie. I couldn't believe that got like a bunch of Oscar nominations, Best Picture, and, and so on and so forth. But generally, I like him. What's the, what's the Christian Bale movie that's on tap? Well, he's 50 years old uh, today, and, and I don't have a movie on tap. What I do is I, I have to pick three films under a certain theme and then the better half gets to pick from there so i was going to ask you what are your three favorite christian bale films yeah so i like the machinist a lot because it's disturbing and indie and creepy it's kind of thing i like uh the dark knight obviously is an absolute classic and if uh, just to throw a curveball at you i'll go empire of the sun spielberg film way back from 87 plays a child actor so there's there's three pretty good christian bale movies what's your thoughts on american psycho American Psycho I like as well. You know what? Let's bump Empire of the Sun. Let's put American Psycho. Okay. The fact he's just preening and looking at himself while he's murdering people. I mean, who yeah. doesn't love a homicidal killer who's oh, just so it. self Right, just a yuppie. We love it. <laughs> Sabrina, don't just, just look at it. Eat it. Um, wanted to get your, uh, <laughs> want to get your thoughts on, um, we talked about who should host the Oscars, and apparently it's hmm. Jimmy Kimmel this year. Who do you think would be a good host of the Oscars? Well, I, I always think the answer is Ricky Gervais, George, because he's yeah. going to be absolutely scathing. And he was so great with the Golden Globes because the first time he did it, you know, they, they were in shock. He's just insulting all of us. But the fans at home loved it. So then the second year, they kind of, okay, this is what Ricky's going to do. And by the third year, everybody wanted to be insulted. Like, it was like Don Rickles. It's like a badge of honor. So the thought is that Ricky's, like, too harsh for the Oscars, but he can do the Golden Globes because they're all getting sauced. But I disagree. I think he should do the Oscars. I think he'd be merciless yeah. and scathing, and he'd be really, really funny. Now, I do like Jimmy because Kimmel knows the fine line between you know gentle chiding with at the same time being respectful. Ricky doesn't know that line. I think he'd be funny if he yeah. just started just dropping bombs on people. Yeah, I like when they all squirm. I think it's really fun yeah. TV because they're just like you and I when they when they portray all this when they when it gets political and they have their you know two hundred fifty thousand dollar gift basket waiting for them off stage. <laughs> but they're just like you and I, Adnan. That's the thing when it comes to actors. They really feel for the common man. They do. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Always always very relatable. That's the thought. Yes. Very relatable. All right, Adnan. Terrific stuff as usual, pal. All the best in the new year. And uh, you need to watch that Curb episode with the watermelon and the cloak, and you'll know what I'm talking about. All right. Watermelon and the cloak, top the agenda. Thank you, George. Yeah, the newest season before this one coming out. Thanks, pal. Thanks, boys. Take care. There he goes. Adnan Verk, MLB and NHL Network, the Cinephile Podcast. There you go. Have you mm. seen American Psycho? Uh, yeah, that's the one where he's got his apartment and he puts oh. down all the plastic and, 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 and he does a little dance. Huey Lewis uh, is playing. Yeah, yeah. Huey yeah, Lewis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jared Leto's yeah, in yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've yeah. seen it. Yeah. It's actually uh, not it's disturbing. Relatively recently, too. Really, yeah, very disturbing. It yeah. is disturbing. The novel might have watched it. Might have watched it during the pandemic. Actually, mm. I'm trying to think. Favorite Christian Bale movies? Mm. I mean, the Bat, like the Dark Knight. Dark Knight is like up there. So good. It's just uh, you can just throw that on. That's just a movie. That's like the Fugitive with me. You just throw that on, and mm. just, you know it. What was the one? Wh- the second one where Bane in the football stadium is that the Dark Knight Rises. 
Yes. Yes. That wasn't as good. I thought the first one was better. Yeah, typically how it goes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. They're all pretty good. I mean, Batman Batman Begins. No, no, no. no. That's a good movie, too. Was like, was the like new Batman movie. with emo Batman. What's his name? Um, Robert Pattinson? Yeah. Not good. No, we're talking like Bale's that first one. Batman. Yeah, no, no, yeah, yeah. Bale was good as yeah, a Batman. Yeah. This one with Robert Pattinson, it's a no for me, dog. There's Affleck Batman. Yeah, so it was long, too. It just never ended. The Batman, I think it was called. Yes, yeah, I didn't mind it. It was kind of a different side of Batman. I agree. It wasn't. And I got to see oh, my uh, detective. Christian Bale's also good in Ford vs. Ferrari. That's kind of Ooh. a new one. It's the yep. sta- it's the story of uh, Ford oh yeah, that is good. Ferrari at Le Mans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. was good. I yeah. saw that. That was a really good, very movie. good movie. Mm-hmm. Very yeah. sad ending, but very good movie. Yeah, three. And there you go. Picks are done. Picks are in. Um, speaking of picks, we're gonna better have better half. Actually, might be listening right now. Hey, babe, what's up? Oh, wow, look at you <laughs> driving to work. That's very nice. Um. We'll have our locks of the day. Mm-hmm. And oh, I've been uh, teasing. Yeah. Uh, you won't believe who has a better playoff history than Lamar Jackson. Mm. I don't know where you're going with this. Yeah. Well, it's just numbers. Oh. But the rear end is involved. We'll oh. do that next. Big oh, show. Russick God. and Rose. Sportsnet 960. The fan. It's a big show. Russick and Rose. Sportsnet 960. The fan. Live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems. Downtown studio. We'll wrap up the day with our lock of the day. I think I might be going footy again, Patrick. Ah. We prem. Got some prem action. Yep. We got some uh, got Champions New- League women's action mm. today. Newcastle's playing Villa. Mm. It's funny, I don't watch too much of the Prem. I watch more Serie A and, you know, my love for the Bundesliga. Mm-hmm. That Farmers League scores goals like you wouldn't believe. We love the Bundesliga. I, I liked it more when it was on Sportsnet. Maybe one day again. Yeah. Maybe one day. We are the home of the <laughs> National Hockey League, here for hockey, the UFC, the NBA. The FA Cup. The Toronto Blue Jays, the FA Cup. We got lots of stuff. WWE for one more year? Yes, on uh, on Sportsnet. But right now, um, we talked about sort of Lamar Jackson with uh, Dave Dickinson a little bit. He's had a playoff. Uh, his playoff performances have been checkered, to say the least. And I uh, saw this article this morning about the comparison of how good Lamar Jackson's been in the playoff. And there's one quarterback who's in the broadcast booth now, very handsome gentleman, known for the butt fumble, who has been better in the postseason than Lamar Jackson. Mm. The Sanchez himself, Mark Sanchez, has a better playoff history in six games than Lamar Jackson. He's played two championships thanks to the Jets' defense. Yeah, so Lamar Jackson (laughs) on Sunday in six, well, obviously he struggled a little bit on Sunday. Uh, In six playoff games, Lamar Jackson has completed less than 60% of his passes. And in four of them, he's completed 54% or less of passes. Not good. Um, He has a passer rating of 75.7 with 1,324 yards, six touchdowns, and six interceptions Mm -hmm. in six career playoff games. The Sanchez, mind you, has a passer rating of 94.3 compared to Lamar's 75.7. He's thrown just under, uh, he's thrown 1,155 yards less than Lamar Jackson, but he has nine touchdown passes compared to Lamar's six and just three picks compared to Lamar's six mm. in six playoff games. Interesting. And Sanchez is four and two, while Lamar is two and four in six playoff games. Like, and, and Lamar Jackson, when you actually look at who's he, who's he beaten, who's who Lamar he Jackson, has beaten? Yes, beaten in the postseason. 
Houston and he beat uh, a rookie quarterback. L.A. The Chargers, right? Yeah, yeah. Was it L.A.? Oh, hmm. no, he beat, no. and it was a journeyman quarterback. They so just beat Stroud. Yeah. Who else did they beat in the playoffs? I'll bring it up here. Yeah. It's not impressive. Mark Sanchez, the man of the butt fumble, mm-hmm. is better than Lamar Jackson in the postseason through six games. Uh, he beat uh, Ryan Tannehill. That's right. Tannehill through six games, which is a pretty good sample size for playoff football. Butt fumble guy, better quarterback than Lamar Jackson. Yeah, by the numbers. That being said, would you rather have Mark Sanchez in his prime or Lamar Jackson right now starting a game for you in the postseason? I think that the answer is mm-hmm. quite Lamar. obvious. Mm. Like The other thing, too, is that the Jets' offense obviously was passing the ball quite a bit. This Ravens' offense tries to be a little bit more spread out. Those Jets' teams that are getting to those championship games, beating the likes of the Patriots and the Colts, they were predicated on their defense, Rex Ryan's defense. Mm -hmm. And the Ravens, essentially this year, were predicated on their defense, and then they they couldn't really hold up against the Chiefs in the first half. Last year's playoffs with the Ravens, they were going in to score to beat the Bengals, and what was the fumble, and then Trey Hendrickson runs it all the way back and pretty much gives the Bengals the game. Yeah. Like, it's just the little things that just go wrong for him, but... I mean, Zay Flowers fumble that he gets in there. What happens to the rest of that mm-hmm. game? It's just, it's little things, right? But yeah, like let let me give you a list for of all eight. the talk of wanting to make him like be like, is he a Burrow? Is he Mahomes? Is he wanting right. to be that? Yeah, the two MVPs likely won this year. That's nice. But let you me gotta win the postseason. Let me give you a list of these four AFC quarterbacks, and you tell me who's most likely to win a Super Bowl first. Okay, today. Okay, Josh Allen. Uh huh. Lamar Jackson, mm-hmm. Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, and with the hiring of Jim Harbaugh now. Um, hard to say. Team-wise, it's probably... I wish, I wish I knew who was free agents on all of those rosters at the end of the year. Like, the only one I really know yeah. is the Bengals, Buffalo's and they're probably going to lose a couple of receivers. Buffalo's losing a lot on that defense. They might lose Stephon Diggs. Stephon Diggs. Which I don't think would be the worst thing for them, to be honest with you. I, yeah. I need to get rid of that I problem. wonder with the... Move on from Steph Diggs. I, I wonder with the Chargers. Let someone else deal with that? Yeah. With but Jim, the problem is... Let his then, brother tweet at Then Josh number Allen. one is Gabe Davis. So that's a problem there. What were you saying, Patrick? I, I, I wonder you, with, you can go out in free agency or trade somebody, get a receiver. I wonder about the Chargers with Jim Harbaugh. I think because he's like Harbaugh. I'm saying win the star, Super Bowl. Yeah, I starstruck by Kyron Jim, by Justin Kyron. by Justin Kyron. Herbert and and what he can bring into to what Harbaugh is going to bring to that Chargers team. They've got the receivers around there. They got to fix the offensive line. The run game's got to get changed up there. I would probably say Cincinnati just based on Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow, just because he's done it before. Okay. He's beaten the Chiefs. He's beaten the Chiefs. He's won a Super Bowl. Long offseason for him There's now. So you got to think that he's going to be yeah. healthy getting yeah. into the start of next year. But that's the problem with him, right? He can't stay healthy. That's two, but, twice he's missed the season. But again, he's also gone on deep playoff runs and had yeah. short off seasons. Yeah. This is not going to be the case. Well, it's not really a short off season in the NFL. He plays an extra two or three weeks. It's not like it's. No, it's an extra month. Yeah, but getting to the Super Bowl games. is an extra month. It's three games tops. But I'm just saying it's. But it's, it's not the that week long. of preparation. It's it's He's not, not like getting hit. He's not getting hit in that. But week you're of preparation. still going out there. I it's get it. It's still wear and tear. I get it. Not really. 
like the off season. It's different when it's hockey when it's like two or three months. All right, but sure, a long. It's not a longer playoff run in football because it's just three games, especially at the quarterback position. Yeah, but are you hit. telling You're me throwing. he's less likely? He's He's less likely, likely to, to enter hurt, camp obviously. injured right sure. now because it because he's not in the playoffs. Game. Sure, but it's not like it's it's the the Stanley Cup playoffs you're playing for two months every other night. But is it is it Joe Burrow potentially? Like I think Herbert and the Chargers is super intriguing with Jim Harbaugh now. Like I want it to be the Bills and Josh Allen, but it's like where are they heading? Like they have a lot of salary cap issues. Like is Sean McDermott the right guy for the job? And honestly, I don't know if I. Like, again, like, what else do the Ravens got to do? Can you trust Lamar in a big spot like a, that? The thing like, with the AFC guys, like, you, you wonder, like, you, the guys that are behind Mahomes. Mahomes keeps on winning. It's like Burrow gets to the Super Bowl, falls out a year. Josh Allen gets to an AFC championship, can't get back to an AFC championship. Right. It's like nobody can get over the Chiefs hump yet. And I'm, until something, I'm wondering about C.J. Stroud. I'm wondering about the young guys coming up. Mm. That can might be is is Trevor Lawrence going to be a guy if he can ever figure out in Jacksonville? Yeah, going there like it, that's tough. You just have to get these guys into the postseason to see where does Jalen Hurts belong in the conversation. We're talking AFC, mm, fair. but even Jalen Hurts took a big step back this season. But again, he had to deal with injuries too and a new offense, but still playing behind a really good offensive line and has some playmakers. Like the thing is, I look at the AFC quarterbacks. You look at who has the best weapon. It's Joe Burrow. Like who's better than Jamar Chase? In the AFC, like you have Tua in Miami, but really, do we believe Tua could win a Super Bowl with the Dolphins? I, I think those four guys I just mentioned have a better chance of winning a Super Bowl than Tua and the Dolphins. I think Tua can win it if they get like the one seed. They have the, the all roads have to go through Miami. And That's the thing. Super Bowl happens to be somewhere <laughs> with warm weather and or indoors, or indoors and, and they <laughs> get again, to play but, at home again, through the first three rounds. And they blew their chance by losing to the rounds. Bills the last week of the season. They could have hosted that game. Yeah, exactly. Instead of going uh, to freezing Kansas City and and just they wanted off they wanted off that field as quickly. If as the possible. Dolphins can avoid playing in playoff football weather, then I yeah. think that they're a pretty good team. But that's a big if and very hard to avoid playoff football weather in the NFL. But the thing is, like the boogeyman that is Patrick Mahomes, like who's going to beat that guy? Like out of all of those guys, like and Andy Reid, like you can even and, say like, oh, uh, Peyton beat Tom three times, I think, in the postseason. Here's the thing yeah. for me with Patrick Mahomes: what happens when Travis is done? But we also said that what happens when you take Tyree Kill away. Yeah, but Travis was still there. Yeah. If Travis is gone, what is there? Pacheco. Rashid Rice is fine, but like, yeah. is he going to be a number one in this league? Like, on how many teams would he be a number one type of question? I think Rashid Rice has taken it. I, Matt, I, like, I, I agree. I like the player a lot, yeah. but, right? But you need to have more, is kind of my point here. I think, and I agree with you, but I think the bigger question would be what happens, and there's whispers about it, if Andy Reid retires, because I think that would be a bigger loss than Travis Kelsey. Oh, I don't know. I Not by much. Reid's super smart. I agree, but not by much. Yeah. Because a lot of what he does is he lets the guys freestyle. Like, Patrick said, Mahomes talks about it all the time. Travis Kelsey constantly runs the wrong route. Yeah. Because but he, he gets sees open because he sees things that are, he just reads defenses while he's out there, and him yeah. and Mahomes have that connection. It's not like Reed is drawing up these, like, hey, do the wrong route and then just find a soft spot. Like, I agree. His, what he does is incredible with some of the trick plays and the sequencing for their plays. It's amazing. But what Kelsey and Mahomes have together, th there's no other tandem like it right now. No. It's like Brady and Gronk when they were doing yeah. their thing. 
It's unstoppable a lot of the nights. Uh, again, he was eleven for eleven against the the Ravens yeah. D. Somebody put a body on him. Like cover that man. That's where the ball is going in every key situation too. Every critical third down. Where's the ball going? Mahomes to Kelsey. I think this Herbert, um, Jim Harbaugh marriage. I like think it's, it's got super it has interesting. To work. It, there is like it. Yeah. This has to work for the Chargers. I think that's super interesting. Uh, what's it going to look like? They also again, got, you're in the same division as Mahomes though. Yeah. They got the. Um, Ravens director of player personnel is the GM there. So been around the other Harbaugh quite yeah, a bit. The Ravens do a great job of drafting and developing <laughs> like that. That's the key. That's the like, hallmark of their franchise. Here's the thing. If the Chargers go out in free agency and via trade, they're able to get like a couple legit offensive linemen. Okay. And I, I, All I, of a sudden I'm that Chargers team like, and I there'll be a problem. And I know it's it's going to be a lot to ask for this guy to Chargers come back charger. next year to do what he's doing. I still think Aaron Rodgers and the Jets can do something. Yeah, I agree with you. Like, what if Aaron Rodgers was, was healthy this year? I'm right. With that defense and those playmakers around, yeah. <laughs> they got some good receivers on that team, boy. I know he's going to be entering Brees his 40-year-old season. Garrett Wilson's really good. They also don't have a good offensive line, though. Well, that's something they and can I do have, in the offseason. I have no... Go trade well, for old 69 you, you, in Green Bay. You can, but at the same time, like, it's what Dave Dickinson just talked about. Like, the NFL stockpiles these guys, and yeah. teams don't like to give yeah. them up. Like well, the, of course. Because the, the, one, cause you'd la- rather have two good ones than one amazing one, yeah. because and, if he gets hurt, which chances are the big boys are going to get hurt. And they play on that to, terrible to MetLife point, turf. Especially for them. Joe Thune, left guard for Kansas City All-Pro, he's probably going to be out for the Super Bowl, missed the AFC Championship. Their backup has been in that organization for five years. He yep. knows. And he's just a plug-and-play type that. thing. And that's what you need for your offensive linemen. You can't just go out and have your five guys and then just, like, what the Jets did. If he's healthy and they're and that defense is playing up to that, that level, doesn't it feel like them. the Jets are the team that could beat the Chiefs? Totally could. With Aaron Rodgers. Although Aaron Rodgers has had some playoff meltdowns, but he does have a, he does have the Super Bowl, the one Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Probably should have got to at least two or three more. At least two. Yeah. But doesn't he feel like that could be the maybe kryptonite of the Chiefs next year when the Chiefs win another Super Bowl in a week and a bit? <laughs> Very well could be. But yeah. that's going to be I, I, where's I, his mind at and how's that team going to be? I honestly at? think they're going to beat up the Niners. I really do. Like I, We're going to talk about it more. We got so much time hitting into the game. But just based on that defense and what I've seen from the Niners through two weeks, this is a different animal playing those guys in that condition. Because, yeah, the Niners were great. The Lions should have beat them. The Lions handed them that game. The Packers should have beat the Niners in that game. I know it was rainy and the little hands couldn't grip the football because it was it was slick. But Well, and he also hadn't played in 20 games. I think that was part of why he was missing his targets as well. You couple yeah. that with the rain, that's kind of yeah. like worst-case scenario and, for hey, him. Hey, listen, and credit and him he made for, through it. Credit him for using his legs to, to beat the Lions. Detroit should have won that game. So this is a different animal. Spag's defense is playing incredible right now for the Chiefs. Chris and Jones is so good, man. Chris Jones, Legereus Sneed is incredible. Like that team is just and then they run angry with Pacheco. Like they mm-hmm. pound it down your throat. Like I, I think the Chiefs get it done. Like, do, are you? I think this. I think the line is is a little. It, it's a little light. I think me. it's gonna come down to a. I don't know if it's gonna get to a pick'em, but I wonder if that line could switch to a Chiefs minus one before kickoff. Yeah. <laughs> Right now, I can tell you that everything is on Kansas City. 71% of tickets wow. are on the Kansas City Chiefs. That makes Chiefs, me nervous. And 63% of the cash is on the Kansas Underdogs City Chiefs. Underdogs uh, have won six of the last eight Super Bowls. Yeah, uh, Niners one and a half point favorites right now. 
That's going to come down to one. I'm going to tell you one thing right now. If you want to make some money betting on the Super Bowl, under. Bet the coin flip? Under. So either you're really happy during the game or you're miserable? Bet the under. Put a thousand on the coin flip. Put a brick. Make this a dime. Super Bowl full full rack. (laughs) Yeah, put a put a put a brick on the coin flip. Either you're having an awesome Super Bowl or you're miserable because heads came up and you bet tails. Couple of bands. Yeah. Hell yeah. All right. um, What did we do yesterday for our um, pick of the lock of the week? Uh, George, you had Blackburn Wrexham over one and a half in the first half. They had four goals. Yeah, in the first half yesterday, uh, Maddie, you were uh, one uh, hit away from that parlay. I was one shot, one away shot away. You had from Kachuk completing o- the three legs. Yeah, mm-hmm. you had Kachuk and Philippe Forsberg over two and a half, and Yossi over uh, point uh, up half point, and Yossi had two points, and Kachuk had eight shots, but Forsberg could only muster two shots. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had the Celtics minus eight and a half. They won by six over the Pelicans, and uh, GVP. Uh, you got LeBron getting a double double. He was twenty and ten, I believe. Ten assists. Yes. Ten assists. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Nailed it. Uh, our lock of the day. Great job, everybody. Our lock of the day <laughs> is brought to you by Metal Supermarkets Calgary, offering a large variety of metal types and shapes, cut to any size and ready fast. Metal Supermarkets Calgary, the convenience store for metal, located on 50th Avenue Southeast. You ready for this pick today? Mm-hmm. We're going to talk some English championship. Oh, which second is tier. The, which is the one step below the Premier League, Maddie. <laughs> Leicester City hosting Swansea. Leicester's good. Leicester uh, is poised to to make a return back, back to the Prem. Yeah. Uh, Swansea 16th in the championship. Uh, they met uh, in October where Leicester thrashed them 3-1. I'm going to take Leicester City on the Asian handicap. Okay. Minus one and a half. Lock it in. To win by at least two goals. Boom. Maddie. I'm going to hockey. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the sport Believe we actually watch not. here. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Ridiculous. You can catch this one on Sportsnet Plus today, not on the network, but the Blues are taking on the Blue Jackets. The Blues have won five in a row. They look like a different team the last little bit, and the Blue Jackets, well, they're a straight-up mess right now. Uh, I'm going to take the Blues on the puck line because mm. the money line has no value. Sorry, what was that again, Maddie? The Blues to win by... Two, goals. two or more. Win by two okay. or more. Uh, well, uh, yeah, I'm going to go to Puck for the first time. Uh, we're going to go to the sea creature battle between the Kraken and the Sharks. <laughs> uh, Kraken to win and the total to go over five and a half. That's a plus 150. Okay. I like it. Release the shark. Shark. Nice edit. Thanks, bud. Release the shark. Okay. <laughs> Very smooth edit right there. Release the shark. Release the shark. Very smooth edit. I worked on that all morning. That's great. It wasn't ready for the morning report. It took me two hours to finish. Well, you got you. Sorry. Uh, I'm going to do some hoops again here. Oh, yeah. Uh, Knicks taking on the uh, Utah Jazz. Knicks are 16 and 5 at MSG. Utah, not as great on the road. They're 9 and 18. I know the Knicks don't have Julius Randle here. I was a little worried about this, but I'm going to show OG Ananobi. He's day to day. But uh, the Knicks covered last game. I think they're going to do the same here. They're on a seven-game win streak. I got them to cover uh, the four points. Okay. Knicks cover the four points. Are you going to take Lori Markkinen over points for the Jazz today? Uh, I would like him at rebounds. Okay. All right. Uh, there you go. There's our locks of the day. Brought to you by Metal Supermarkets Calgary, offering a large variety of metal types and shapes. Cut to any size and ready fast. Metal Supermarkets Calgary, the convenience store for metal, located on 50th Avenue. 
Southeast. Um, we got today and tomorrow before we got to pony up on our bets, right? Yeah, end of January. End of January. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we said we're doing that monthly. So the two guys who finish last have to write a my front page story about the two guys who finish with the best record. Are we just going to do like a paragraph or like just a paragraph? Yeah, just a paragraph. Yeah, like a my front page story. So right now, the two in last place would be well, GVV's first. I'm second. George's third. Matt's fourth. Ooh, okay. What's my record? Three and three. What's yours? Four and two. Okay. GVP? Five and one. Wow. Yeah. Guy knows his hoops. He loves his hoops. This guy knows his way around a hoop or not. Yeah, I'm seeing on a on an American talk show right now, uh, Jalen Brunson is now in the MVP discussion. No, he's not. I saw that picture. Of, it was no, a, he's not. It was, it was Action he Bronson really isn't. and Jalen Brunson yeah. at the Knicks game. And I was like, yeah, that's funny. <laughs> I love Jalen Brunson. He's not in the MVP no, conversation. He's, he's an absolute dog. We don't, but, have the, but no. we don't have the what they're talking about, but I think maybe Kendrick Perkins is shutting up anybody who said he's in the MVP right now. Yeah. So I don't know. That probably checks out with Kendrick <laughs> no, Perkins. Uh, Brunson is now in the MVP. Oh, Perkins. Perkins, oh, agree. Perkins agrees with it. Yeah. Come I like on, listening Perk. to Perk. What do you uh what do you got coming up in uh, do you, we're gonna talk some uh potential Elias Lindholm trades and Ooh. maybe what uh, what the Flames could get Ooh. or uh the pending UFA center. Yeah, I happen oh, to have fun. a Kendrick Perkins clip in here. You guys oh, want nice. to hear it? Yeah. I don't know what it is. Uh, let's see. And from reports I'm hearing that Jonathan Kaminga is now seven two. The kid has gotten oh, yeah. better every single season. <laughs> yeah. He has a nice skill set, his athleticism is through the roof. Uh, that was that clip that, when he saw a tweet that oh, he yeah. grew. Oh my god! He yeah. saw a tweet that this kid grew to be seven foot two and believed yeah. it. That's a good. That's a good growth spurt. Yeah, seven two, it's totally standard. Yeah. And from reports, I'm hearing that Jonathan Kaminga is now seven two. Yeah, he's now eight six. Tease <laughs> it up like he's got sources. How, how yeah. big is oh, Jonathan Kaminga? <laughs> how big is he in reality? I want to find out. Uh, I think he's like six ten. He is six nine. He's a big dude. Uh, now he's seven two. He's six seven. Well, that's it. Yeah, he's, he's a rebound machine. Growing though. Yeah, he's, and from reports, at I'm hearing still growing. Yeah, from reports I'm hearing. Yeah, reports I'm hearing. <laughs> All right, um, Apple, Google, Spotify, Amazon, wherever you get your favorite podcatcher, rate and subscribe and stuff. If you want, you should probably follow GVP on Twitter for his yeah hot for his picks. locks. Are you wow. actually betting these or just with this? Yeah, I'm betting them. Okay. All right. You don't have to get so defensive. I'm just saying I am. All right. Are, are you? No. Uh, <laughs> no, I did. I did bet the. Um, I did bet the uh, the first half total yesterday in the um, FA Cup game between Blackburn and uh, Wrexham because I thought that was easy. I'm like two o two. It's going way over. Weak. Yeah. Within twenty minutes, it was done. Mm. Kind of like that. <laughs> Sorry well, about. dude. So that l- three legs yesterday, yeah. I had Forsberg over two and a half. Kachuk over two and a half shots. Yossi over a half point. Yossi had that point in like 10 minutes. Yep. Kachuk had four shots in the first period. That's good. And then Forsberg, two shots late in the game. Nothing. Unbelievable. When did he get his second shot? Uh, early in the second. Oh, man. Er, er, early in the third, pardon okay. me. But early still, in the third, yeah. And you're like, oh, overtime. They got a chance. Three on three, wide open. I decided to watch the Predators and Senators yesterday. Is there anything worse than betting a shot prop and then all of a sudden they take a shot away from your player? Like, what happened? Well, and I had someone text in today and said, hey, thanks for the picks yesterday, Maddie." And I went, did they add a, did they add a Forsberg <laughs> shot? Did they do it? They didn't. No. Okay. So, Whatever. All right. That's it for us. I think we'll talk some golf tomorrow. Adam Stanley, sure, yeah. Pebble Beach. I was texting him over the weekend. Actually, yeah. he's a uh, he's a new Sportsnet guy officially. So mm-hmm. I think we should have Adam on tomorrow. Talk some uh, Pebble Beach.
pro am. Only, yeah, no, it's but it's like they're only doing two days of the pro am now, and it's an elevated yeah. event, and there's a lot more money involved. So finally, Pebble Beach gets its. I wonder if he's going. Gets its due. Probably. Yeah. Well, well, we should have him uh, on tomorrow. He said he's going to really start ramping up in March. Oh, okay, okay. So probably not yet. And uh, we'll talk see. some uh, early Masters value. Mm. It's around the corner. Oh boy! You can see the commercials on CBS. They'll have it on the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah, a right, tradition they will. That's like their next big other. event. They'll have the yeah, little yeah. tinkling piano ding, at ding, the ding, Super ding. Bowl because CBS is doing the game. And Tony will play in it now, but he could. Yeah. No, he can. He can eat alive at the Masters if he played it. No, he is good. All right, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye. Bye. Hold on. Wait, where is it? Release the shark.